tell her we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Episode 107. We in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most. B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Gracie. How y'all doing out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know how this goes down. You know, please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Away. If you any branding deals, business opportunity, please email us at thismightnotgoaway@gmail.com And please like and subscribe and also rate us five stars and leave a review on all major platforms, especially Spotify and Apple because that helps with the algorithm. All right, man. A lot of week, a lot of episode, weekly check-ins. How you doing this week, brother? I'm not feeling good right now, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I'm feeling, you know, <laughs> I'm in good spirits. I, I literally just got snuck out of nowhere. I don't know what it is. I got this little headache right now. Had a little scratchy, scratchy throat. Nothing else really too crazy, you know, a little fatigue, nothing crazy. It ain't COVID. I checked I took the test. But and my little thermometer keep telling me one minute I got a fever, one minute I don't. So I don't know what's going on with that shit. But other than that, man, I'm cool. I'm just trying to, you know, I don't know. I'm um I'm approaching big three three dub, man. It's almost it's almost clip for you, boy. And these young boy conversations. <laughs> well, I'm let me not do that, but you know, I'm almost an old head out in East Street's 30, 30 plus. Shout out to everybody in the circle that's already hit thirty. We really, you know, send y'all love, peace and blessings. And um, yeah, man, I just I don't know. I definitely been just, you know, taking it all in, just really re looking at things, reevaluating things. Right later on, I'm getting a rant about these damn kids, but I want to, for the sake of the show, we're going to start it up. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good. Uh, but 30, it's not old no more. I feel like we kind of made 30 seem like this ancient age. And it's like, to be honest with you, if you look at statistics and other stuff, like most people don't get their shit together and start really living life until <laughs> like their 30s. Like, I feel like most of the time niggas just make their dumbass wild mistakes in their 20s and their 30s. That's when they actually like start really enjoying life so i think you enter in that milestone brother i'm excited i'm excited you enjoy the fruits of your labor i'm trying bro but the, my labor is killing me <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm having a decent week um you know not too much to complain just staying with the motion trying to be consistent i ain't gonna hold you i'm back on my fitness journey and bro this shit hard as hell bro i went to the gym Yo, I've been sore for like two to three days and i didn't even barely did anything so i'm just like oh i'm this shit hit him but I got I got to do it, man. They got health is wealth. You feel me? <laughs> so you got to do what we got to do. You trying to be big, sexy for 2023 summer? Come on now. You feel me? Uh, or I might have to join. Uh, or I might have to find me a skinny girl and give her like the BBL fat. <laughs> true. I could work together. Build you up so I can come um, down. You feel me? Um, but we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. And, you know, of course... This is dominating the whole news feed right now. John Wick, or, you know, known as John Miranda, Manfully Grizzlies, has been in big trouble last week. Oh, man, showing a little, a little pee-pee, little pew-pew 
in a club with the strippers on IG Live. What's your whole take on this, man? I think that there are so many angles to look at this at. I I see a young millionaire that's probably coming up in this era, maybe not knowing accountability. I also see a young man that maybe having all this access might feel untouchable or, you know, might not have any guidance. I see a lack of veteran mentorship, you know, coming into the forefront. Not saying I'm not his father isn't trying to help him, but I, I see like nobody's showing him how to be a professional and a millionaire in this respect, in this regard, right? Um, I see a lot of mm-hmm. things and I think it's easy to poke fun at. Like I was like, nigga, you, how you hustle backwards? How the hell are you trying to go back to the hood? Like the memes are definitely <laughs> first funny. nigga to make it out the NBA. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Like that shit is wicked. But also at a point, like at a point I was telling one of the kids this, I was like, yo, boys, NBA contract is 200 M. We're not talking about his Nike deal. We're not talking about his Gatorade deal. And potentially go over 300 mil depending on how it looks in a couple of years. Yeah, man. So I think the one thing you got to know with these big businesses that are paying you this amount of money, everybody says some people still leave him alone, let him live his life, let him make his mistakes. Like people in big business don't play when they hand you a quarter million dollars at the age of 23. And there's no class that tells you how to be a 23 year old quarter million, quarter billionaire. You know? And I think I, that I, I, uh, you can make that. If you think about. The dumbest shit that you could have possibly done at 23, making $2,000 a month. <laughs> you feel me? Dude, the only reason why I have to disagree with you with that, like, I would, I would, now if you had said that for a rapper or any, on like anyone else that's not under like a major, like a independent contractor type of job, like, you know, as the like rappers, you know, record labels don't really care about rappers and give them like that old artist development like they used to in the past. But the NBA, have these courts like the NBA, the NFL? I don't know about NHL, but I know for a fact the NBA and NFL have classes. Do do these type of courses with the young stars to make sure they know what they're getting to and how to protect themselves and what to stand out for. It's their job to listen or not, right? But does that also give us the license to cancel this young man or not say that at twenty when you go from mid-major nobody looking at you to face of a franchise to 200 million dollar player that there might not be the requisite supports and skills especially that team is young when you think about a veteran even like an okc right okc be having like the youngest roster but they always have a veteran or two around us just showing the young guns how to get it in memphis outside of steven adams there's no culturally i'm saying this respectfully culturally relevant vet meaning somebody who these young guys are going to look to off the court to you know hold it down they had a rookie coach from John Moran's first season they have I'm trying to think Danny Green and Andre Iguodala wasn't playing for them when they was there so it's like you're not really mm-hmm. in the sauce I'm not making excuses for his poor choices but it's also like at a of course point, at a point you have to look at it I look at it sympathetically because at a point when some people tell you fucking up arrogance will make you do stupid shit to prove that you're not or you're not gonna get in trouble but at the same time, there's got to be somebody holding your hand to be like, or somebody to lean on and be like, yo, bro, you fucking up. You can be mad at me. I'd rather be mad at me and we figure this shit out. than you, you know, keep going down this path and then you get banned from the NBA, you know, because the gun, that shit is one thing. But if he put it on the team playing, that's 50 games of suspension automatically. Rest of this season, I probably doesn't count for the playoffs. Well, it's probably playoffs. And then next season, you feel me? So, uh, uh, and then they just dropped the, they they tried, they dropped the charges because they couldn't find enough evidence. Well, so he's good on that. He now he just gotta he just gotta talk with the NBA. If it was but on the team playing, then he's done. And I think that 
it leads to a larger conversation. <laughs> Not to be funny, but this segment should be like, who raised you niggas? <laughs> and I say that because as an educator, I've been having this conversation a lot recently, whether it's in person or even just like going through random Reddit pages. I just came across a thread earlier about like this generation is the most over influenced, underdeveloped in history. They have so much access, 24 seven access to anything they want that they don't know what consequences are. They don't give a fuck. It's like, this is, I've literally seen kids do the dumbest things and you try to pull them aside and told me like, I don't care. I had to get my get back or I don't care. I'm not in trouble. What are they going to take my phone? She's going to hit me. What? And it's just like, bro, Y'all don't care about no type of consequence. And they're coming out of where I'm at. They're coming out. They didn't have a fourth grade. They didn't have a fifth grade. So those formative years of discipline and test-taking skills and writing skills and shit like that and basic arithmetic and whatnot, it wasn't there. And now you see, like, we're trying to push them to do grade-level tasks, and a lot of them can't handle the pressure. And the suicide rates are up. The dumb shit, like I said, kids lighting papers on fire and talking about smoking on this teacher pack or, you know, smoking weed and, you know, inappropriate getting action. Getting sturdy in the bathroom. Getting sturdy in, get, fuck the bathroom. Getting sturdy in the middle of classes. You saw the video of the tw- 10th grader that punched the teacher for taking his game, which you know for everybody knows school club. Unspoken code. Don't bring that shit in here. You feel me? Oh, you mean the the, 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 white, the white mentally dude? Yeah, but even disabled? so, I don't know if he's mentally sad. I didn't read the whole story, but I'm saying like, Situations like that where it's like all we can do is record. There's no fucks given. And you think about take that mindset, growing up in that mindset, and then you are given two hundred million dollars. Oh is it Monko? Go ahead. Oh man. This cause you know I appreciate your point of view, but cause cause when I cause your point of view is credible and valid, but then when I know when I come up across is going to come across because I already, we had like that debate with Kyrie which we strongly disagree with each other and kind of you know I know a lot of people was thinking like oh right could be anti it's not anti I, it's like we got to look at the individual this is not his rookie season he's been in the league for at least two to three years you can't say he didn't have a father figure his father is in the is at every courtside game fighting with niggas not fighting with niggas I want to disrespect T Morant like that because he's a great father we know about his background we've been watching this kid since forever and this is not the first incident that happened this was like in less than three to four months there's been an incident surrounding Ja Morant but it's gotten covered up most of the time. So how do you learn accountability? No, no, it did not get covered got, up. Work, I mean, only only the one where he punched the kid like and seventeen times and flashed the gun. gun. That was the one that was like what about covered up the gun? The red dot shit with his crew. The red dot pulling, was literally pulling up on, a couple months ago, pulling up on the mall to fight the security that told his mom something. That, yeah, that was that was a couple his months ago. The only thing that was that was last year that wasn't covered that was covered up was the whole flashing the gun at his crib. But we've been seeing this and we've been telling him like, yo, stop it. What he does go on IG live late at night in the strip club, you know, don't mind. But and it's kind of just crazy because it's kind of like, damn, bro. I, 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 but I'm more so, you know, who I'm more so upset about. It's not even at him because I think he did the right thing. He apologized. He has no choice. Um, You know. He he deactivated his social media account. Has no choice. That's, so that's PR, bro. Yeah, that's not that's not him. That's the niggas that handle I, him. I'm going to t- I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt. He he got smacked on the hand. Hopefully, he learned his lesson or at least know how to keep it low. 
I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt because this is like his first major, major trouble that actually got caught. Because the other times was mostly like friends of his. So this is actually it. now is his actual doing besides the whole punching in the kid in the face thing. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and see how he moves forward. Who, who, what I'm really upset about? Oh man, it's gonna it's gonna be like my uncle Ruckus part. It's the black community going from Paul Pierce to some of the people that I know and some of the people that I'm acquaintance of on social media, the whole, Oh, you're too harsh on him. You're too, you're too, you're going mad hard for this. Oh, what if he had to protect himself? And it's exactly why a lot of y'all niggas want to know what the fuck to do. If you have money and responsibility, this shit that he represents a billion dollar corporate over a billion dollar corporation, multiple billions, multiple billions. Carmelo has said it on Million Dollar Worth of Game that, yo, the NBA watch everything that y'all niggas do. They, they know, like, niggas protect their assets. For you guys to see here, and this is the problem with us, we always want to say, yo, they're too harsh on us, they're too harsh on us, they're doing this, until something fucked up happens, and then it's kind of like, damn, why this happened? Obviously, because you know what got me upset was everybody getting on Shannon Sharp, because, you know, Shannon Sharp a couple weeks ago was on him already. Telling him like, bro, you 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 you're, you don't have to be a gangster. There's no reason why is like being a gangster at where you at right now is not beneficial at all. But people people got on Shannon Sharp and saying like you dragging this man across the media and everything, and it's kind of like, damn, we can't even police ourselves as a community anymore. And he said it today in this show, and that resonates to me. Like in his generation. Yo, your neighbor check you. would discipline your child, you know? Like, the community would look out for you. Like, the community, like, you know you couldn't do certain stuff in the, like, I, I remember a little bit, I didn't really have that too much growing up, but I did have it a little bit. Like, yo, I couldn't, I had to do my dirt outside of my neighborhood growing up. Because I know, you know, my, the, the Jamaican lady, the Trinidadian lady, Trinidadian dad down the block was snitched to my mom. And I feel like we, like, like you say, we don't have that community and we don't police ourselves. It's all, this generation is all about individuality. Do what you do, you live your life that, you and there's no policing. And this is, and it's sad to see because it is multiple incidents of just not only job, but in other industries and other, other celebrities that if, if they just accept, if they, if they just adopt this police and, you know, help us out and, be with a community and you have a stronger community a lot of shit could be prevented so it's just sad overall so you agree that we need ogs back i've been saying that i have ogs i have a mentor i have two mentors um i got too many ogs i can't get away with shit <laughs> you feel me i've been i've been i've been a fraternity that have a lot of big bros that i i talk to for advice and you know uh so i have i mean like you know me personally I'm okay. Sure I'm you don't see me wild out man, like I'm that. Like about... you think that I wild out on the pod. Trust me. <laughs> like like me, it's like me and Stick say, if you listen to our, our pre-production or our conversation outside the pod, we really get canceled. If you really think we go crazy on that TSA. This is very that. calm and collected over here. So you can't say that. Relax. They're going to be asking for that behind the scenes. They can't get that. Can't get the <laughs> yeah. But nah, I, like I said, it's hard like you said when there's a lack of accountability in the culture and it's even harder because everything is done for a joke 
and it's become that. It's like everything is clout, everything is this, everything is that. As opposed to like, yo, some people like the old heads are like, yo, he need help, but how can you help him? He's not gonna listen. You feel me? So I really hope he gets and, the help he needs. Why are we glorifying gangster shit for? Sometimes you just glor- why is that? Oh, well, think about but it. You know, can, can I pose it's it? It's like this that way? corny conversation we had last week. But can I pose it this way though? Mm-hmm. They said he hung out with a bad crew, but he wasn't really what his pop said that in a, a mess or snippet, right? When you think about growing up, even going back to like the corny conversation, right? You remember what you were and weren't allowed to be a part of. You remember where you were and who was around you, but you weren't really allowed to get it. When you get to a certain age where it's like you're old enough to make your own choices, sometimes we foolishly backtrack into that shit. You got bad bitches that wasn't bad all the time that when they get mm-hmm. older, they start doing shit that's like you would when they was 17, 18, they when they did this, but. 22, 23, I'm going to wild the fuck out because I can now. Now nobody, who can tell me? Nobody can stop me. Even if somebody comes to you and says it's like some dumb shit, what you going to say? You're right. I, you got to take your lumps. And unfortunately, his lumps might cost some millions of dollars. But there are, there is a need for OGs in the community. John Morant needs some OGs. Grizzlies, if y'all do one thing this offseason, go get you a, I know Jared Dudley's on the, no, he's on Dallas. He on Dallas. I think he might be on Dallas. But y'all need to get you some younger assistant coaches that have been in the league that will, these guys will listen to or sign a, Trying to think of a veteran guy that can offer something. But even, even talking about the Grizzlies, you, I, and we even put this on a docket. Look at Dylan Brooks talking about Draymond Green. Like, bro, these niggas is they done it already. out of control. Yeah, they done it. But I've been saying that shit for a minute. I was like, I don't like these niggas because they doing it like they done something. Like, you know what it is? This is the era of the participation trophy. This is the era of I did something that nobody thought I should do, and y'all going to worship me for it. But, yeah, you reached a new level. The game resets at this point. You feel me? Bro, yeah, and bro, this is so crazy because I'm like, I'm looking at Dylan Brooks like, my nigga, Draymond Green better be your best fucking friend because you play the exact fucking game that he played. Like him. Good defense, decent, like you can score, but it's not efficient. Like you should be taking notes on how Draymond Green was able to stay with a team and help. Like he, like, you know, every obviously he's not as important as um Stephen Curry, but. Everybody knows that they don't get those championships without Draymond. <laughs> Everybody knows that if he's an be- intricate part in that dynasty. If we're you being be honest, trying to be a mentee to him to see how to get your game to help benefit John Morant. If we're being honest, though, sorry, I got to do it. You could argue like without Draymond, there'd be no stuff. Without stuff, there'd be no Draymond early on. Just being able to create that system and play that way. It opened up the possibilities for the game to skew in this way where Steph can go crazy and Draymond can be effective scoring eight points. So, Exactly, because what do Steph and Curry do? He moves through screens and gets open. Who who delivers the pass? Draymond. Like you said, we need OGs. This is, I, you know, I, I think people thought we was going to come with some jokes, but we got to be serious in this point. Like, we got to go back to police in our neighborhood ourselves not by the police or the white folks people of our skin color we gotta sit here and like i feel like yes you can be free but in this world i think comes out of price now maybe this is maybe this is the western philosophy that people have a problem with i think you know i heard this before in the past like maybe we have too much freedom and i think we probably need to be other (laughs) put that on no one else that's what you say religiously (laughs) <laughs> you feel me i feel like we'd have too much freedom like everybody oh yes yeah, it's, it's, it's america and it's like this is why we're so out of control we're so out of touch with, with government with business with love with literally everything to make up a comfortable life we are out of touch we talk about relationships all the time and i talk you see how out of touch we are with that it's all self-interest then you have people what happened it's all in somebody it's all in the individual self-interest 
you feel me now you 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 out of touch with finances and just career shit shit crazy bro shit crazy that's a fendi but you have the Knicks though. The Knicks. Talk about talk about the Knicks, baby. We Knicks, out here. Knicks nine and one in their last ten games. Should have won that Charlotte game. That shit hurt. I went to sleep and they was up thirteen. I was like, all right, cool, I'm good. Maybe that's why I'm sick now because I woke up and then them niggas lost. I was like, you nigga motherfuckers. They play Sacramento <laughs> tonight, so definitely hoping that you know they can get back on the winning ways. But regardless, I think prior to the season, everybody thought they probably stay stagnant or where they were last year. Maybe get to like forty and forty two. If they go another streak or even split the last, you know, go eight and seven, that's over uh, over more than 45 wins. They look like they're stuck in that five to four spot somewhere around there, barring a catastrophic losing streak. The Josh Hart trade has been immaculate for them. I think it's it's good to be a New York fan. I see all of our teams are trying to do something. You know, the Giants just gave Danny Dom's 82 million guaranteed uh, Saquon franchise tag. The Jets trying to get Aaron Rodgers, even though they should go out to Lamar Jackson. Fucking, you know, we see the Mets and the Yankees is over here stocking up. Like, it's a good time to be a New York sports fan. Finally, my nigga. I can finally say probably I'm a Jets fan. You know how oh, hard it was. Wait a minute. They ain't do shit yet. You don't. Wait a minute. Them niggas be quick to fuck something up. Like, they fucked up Derek Carr. But, but you know what? I'm kind of scared of the Aaron Rodgers shit. Because it's like, we we the same niggas that took Brett Farr <laughs> at his age of the career. He got us to the playoffs, didn't he? Oh, he was close. I don't remember. Yeah, but that nigga was old and didn't give a fuck. And Aaron Rodgers looked like he going down that same path. <laughs> that nigga does ayahuasca and goes on darkness retreats. He'll be all right. That's fine. Yeah, that nigga taking mushrooms and standing in a dark room for four hours, by, four, I mean, four days by himself. That shit I don't lit. know. Go after Lamar Jackson. <laughs> that shit sound lit. I ain't going to front. You let me. That was really my birthday. I was going to go do an ayahuasca retreat and see what it told me about myself. <laughs> oh, you was going to pop a shoot. Yo, we should do it. Yo, because I was... Shout out to the new Rory and Morrow. There was an episode when Rory talked about like, like there's this like shroom trip that you can do in the city where you know you and the collective of other people. Yeah, you know, I take like depending on how much you can handle a dosage. I think we should do that. And we should record it. I think we should do one of those shroom trips and see how it is. Pretty now, sure. granted, my I'm I'm big nigga, so I'm gonna take a small dose because I can't be out here wilding too much. I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> That's fucked up. What is my tripping ass going to do with your big ass? I'm gonna look at you like he gotta wake up eventually, right? You're gonna be in that bitch for 17 hours. <laughs> I just don't want to. You know what? I might want to record myself. Just I don't want to cry though. That's my whole thing. Like a nigga, a I'm big ass nigga like me be crying because you know they sleep like they on like a blanket and shit like that. Like a nigga like me don't want to sit here and cry in a blanket. I just don't want to <laughs> shit on myself because I heard stories that niggas that do that shit shit on themselves. I'm like, ooh, child, that shit. For, for real? Yeah, a nigga got a poo poo before they go. Even so, it's it's a purge. It's like gonna purge your spirit. You gonna shit, bro. <laughs> Oh, that shit like a colon can colon cleanse. Yeah, oh gonna, shit. Yeah, it's gonna be different, dog. But we could work work with that out. But yeah, shout out to the Knicks, man. Yeah. Uh shout out to all the New York sports teams. And uh, you got the next thing on the docket. What happened with Angelie? What she said? Oh man. Why well, you go on Twitter and look for that for the Shade Room video. But she was on the Tim uh, Tamron Hall show. Shout out to when she talked about her experience on the Breakfast Club and she kind of Man, here it goes. You just let me know when you're ready to play it. I got you. Oh, hold on, my fault. Me. Bluetooth wasn't on my bad, y'all. Sometimes that happens on this side. Nah, but her comments though, as a fan, because you know I always said I'm a Charlotte, I'm a Charlemagne the God, like big yeah. fan. So I've been watching like yeah. Charlemagne. 
Nah, you go ahead. I got you. Charlamagne is like one of the reasons why I got into podcasts back in college. So, like, I've been literally watching their step from the get-go. So, her comments really struck a chord. So, play the clip. No, please, nigga. Goddamn. Disrespectful. Oh, with a lot of bravado, with a lot of edge, disruptive, and that's why millions of people love the show. It seemed to me that people were always riding you. Yeah, and, you know, I was the only woman who worked there, too. I mean, when it came to producers, camera people, and it wasn't an easy room for me to be in. I didn't know that. So I feel like I did need more, like, backup, you know, because even things that I felt as a woman, it is, you know, if somebody can't understand your point of view because they're not coming from where you come from. And so that was hard for me, too, to be the only woman there with nobody to be like, check somebody, you know, you shouldn't have said that like that. It's just me. And there were times I did do that behind the scenes because you know, we should be able to do that. That's part of what it is. I'm not always going to agree. But it's hard when That's nobody's good. like, you know what? She's right. And I ain't going to hold you. You know, usually when they do that, you get a lot of support. Instead, you know, everybody was getting at her. Wow. DJ Envy was like, yo, that's Cap. You even had former people like Little Mama talking about how you was she was laughing with the guys when they was going after her, that famous clip. You even had Erica Menno come out the Woodworth to come after her. And I think a lot of people was just, she, she I, I think, you know, she said that to gather support or, you know, so people could understand her, but instead she kind of met the brick wall because she didn't get that support. Instead, she got a lot of flat for that. I think two things, you know, one of my favorite sayings, two things can be true. She definitely could have been the only woman in spaces that could have been uncomfortable. And when you feel uncomfortable, what do sometimes people do? They conform. You can't always fight back because they would have easily replaced her if they were more in tune with the other people. But at the same time, once you join the situation, you are as a fault. So I, I get it on both ends. But it, it, to me, it's simply not true. <laughs> if you've been an avid fan of The Breakfast Club, you you know there have been a lot of female producers and a lot of female workers there. You have Taylor, T. Diddy. Like if, you, if you're familiar with T. Diddy, you know who T. Diddy in the podcast community is. She's been a producer for six, seven years. If you, if you know about Michaela and about the other people who handles, like they literally been women. And also the person that's the one of the major producers is a is a woman. <laughs> so they've been in the community. And I think, you know, maybe she meant, you know, in the actual because you know it's it's three of them that the show focus on. Maybe she meant a lot of female co-host. But I just don't I don't I don't know. I don't want I don't want to take away from her her experience because you know that's her experience. If she felt that way, that's how she felt. But from a fan aspect, I never felt that it was sort of a male dominated thing, but that's just from outside in. But you know, she has a new show though. So hopefully that goes well. Wishing her the best. All right. Nicki Minaj though. What's Nicki Minaj on now? What you mean, my boy? Come on now. You come on. You Queens niggas don't know how to sit here and and and, and, and do it well. Cause you know, she was performing and then this come out with a little snippet. I sent this on Twitter. I got it. They, she, she had a horse comment that niggas thinking that she coming after Megan Thee Stallion. Now, I only brought this up on the oh. docket is... Hold on, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't have horses. I said it's 700 horses. What, we fixing to leave? But I don't have horses since 
Prince Christopher Reeves. Now, as you know, Christopher Reed, you know, Superman, you know, fell off the horse and paralyzed himself. Yeah, but a lot of people internalized that that she was going after Megan Thee Stallion. My problem with Nicki Minaj is I respect Nicki Minaj. She definitely need to be in the top 10, top 15 of rappers, period. But she never really held her title as queen gracefully as other people who had held the the crown best female rapper alive yeah like you know the little kim and i you know there's been a lot of back and forth so i won't give Nicki minaj all that credit because you know she did give little kim but even with the cardi b and even look at the lotto lotto has praised her and look what happened between those two i just wanted like yo can you just handle you know being a queen gracefully and like because you see how drake yeah he was a king for a while put people on always put on shine a light look at little wayne little wayne was on the top of his game and opened the doors for two artists who you can say surpassed him in some shape or form and look at jay-z so i'm just like what's your thoughts on that I definitely can see that, you know, maybe she wasn't, you know, using her her power for the best. I think, too, is also she comes from an era where there can only be one female top female rapper. And even so, I think competition in the male rap game could also transcend to the woman. She has beef with a lot of these different artists. Maybe she feels like even if they're showing her love, it's not the way she wants. Or maybe it's like, you know, sometimes you got to drum up press. It also seems like you know, there was a lot of press about her being possibly single again and outside and you know, maybe possibly even her husband. So it's a lot of new energy. So maybe she she could be in a space where she just has a lot of resentment. You know, she might just be that person. So I'm not, I mean, I haven't paid attention. I didn't listen to the new single. I heard it's doing numbers though. But I think it's just one of those situations where it's like, hey, like why are we bothering this girl at this time? <laughs> you feel me? That's a bad time. <laughs> yeah, because you know, Megan was quiet this whole time. You feel me? I mean, Since the trial. Yeah, she, nothing much you can really say in that regard. It's just like, damn, bro, why are you bothering this girl? <laughs> Leave her alone. She's been through enough. <laughs> Cause you know, but I'm thinking back at the previous queens of rap, like Nick, Little Kim. She didn't really do much. I don't know what she did behind the scene, but publicly, she didn't really, you know, really went after nobody except for Foxy Brown. But that was a little battle between those two, because you know, both from Brooklyn. You heard, but like you, Missy Elliott had the crown for a little bit, and Missy Elliott always put people on. Trina for like a quick hot second had the crown, and only she only beef with Kyra, right? Yeah, from what I know. So, but you have Nicki Minaj, who has like probably the longest reign, has a beef with a lot of women, and you know, for a certain time, like she didn't really start getting love. Like to be honest, we can have an honest discussion. She really didn't get love until a few years ago, until she started working with younger artists. She started giving out flowers to young artists. Yeah, everybody was like she was anti the new girls coming up and whatnot. You right? I give you that. Because if she wasn't fucking with Carly Rae, um, Bia. And doing what Drake did, a lot of people wanted because she was losing. She was losing her. She she never gonna lose her gold status or her 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 legacy. But her fame wise, okay. she wasn't. She she was she was lacking in that regard for a minute until she started putting her 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 arms around people. That's fair. But what I don't like what she do now is when she puts your arms around you, you have to adopt her beef. Like with the city girls, Cardi B and the city girls was cool. But then once, you know, the City Girls and Nicki Minaj clear up whatever they had, now they beefing with Cardi B a little bit. 
Yeah, that's not cool. That's bully behavior. We don't come on now, unless it's for the betterment of the youth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about what's been going on. This live stand up by Chris Rock has been getting everybody in their in their little debate bag, man. What's your thoughts about the Chris Rock special? Did you see it? I watched it. I feel like I saw the actual show live outside of the Will Smith jokes. Like, there was a lot of jokes he did on his run with Kevin Hart. I saw a couple of those joint those dates. So uh, I didn't really, you know, I was like, at this point, get your get back, my nigga. It's been a long time. And it's fair 100%. to say at this point, sometimes when it's the get back era, what you do, somebody did some quote unquote bitch ass shit. You called them on it. I think his uh, Marlon Wayne special was funnier than his this week, you know, if I'm being completely honest with you. Oh yeah, you could cue that up. But I, I'm 100 percent with you. I, 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 even though I don't really like it, and I don't think it was like him ending it off with not fighting for the white people was like a lackluster finisher joke. But I'm happy for him. You know why? Because we could stop talking about this shit, bro. Niggas is treating this slap like niggas, like he got shot on stage or something. Like he really got beat down, my nigga. Like niggas is treating like, like I said last week, niggas have a crisis team <laughs> at the Oscars this year for for prevention of this type of shit. And I'm just like, bro, this shit was not serious. You had white folks thinking like shit, like niggas was really rumbling. Like this, niggas was treating this shit like the Source Awards. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Niggas was treating this like this was the '90s Source Awards out here. Niggas thought Suge Knight. Was fucking niggas up and shit out here, bro. I mean, what, what's, like, I, what? that, that's why that last joke hit so hard. Cause it's like, nigga, you can't fight in front of the white people. Niggas know that. Any common sense nigga gonna be like, yeah, I can't do this right here. Let's go outside. If I was ever about to get into an altercation, there's white folks around. I already know, especially professional white folks. This shit got happen outside. They ain't fucking up my future. And, facts, and you know what? And I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give Chris Rock some respect because you know he did it the right way. He know he can't fuck Will Smith up. <laughs> niggas forget Will Smith. Can box and can fight. <laughs> then it goes Muhammad Ali for a little bit. You feel me? He can't fuck Will Smith up. So what he did? Collect a bag. He waited. He knew. He knew that niggas was gonna look for his opinion, especially joke wise. So he did a tour, which sold out. Even though it was sold out regardless, because it was him um, and 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 Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle. So niggas will get that back. But he was like, yeah, let me use this as my special. And he kept it at the end where everybody else. So he got a nice big bag. He got his shit off. This is the last I want to hear about this now. Well, it's not the last. We got to play the clips. Let me run that for you real quick. Yeah. Pick up for me. Everybody call that man a bitch. Fucking Charlemagne called him a bitch. And the Breakfast Club called him a bitch. And the View and the Talk and every rapper and, and fucking the Drink Champs called him a fucking bitch. Everybody called him a bitch. Bitch, they called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. Damn, how many bitches you gonna? Everybody. Everybody. How many you gonna call him? And who's he hit? Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. That, is, that, that concussion a, line was funny, though. I ain't gonna hit it. I think it's a deeper conversation to it, though, because it's definitely one of those situations where you're just like, God damn, you like. Everybody was calling him bitch because I think at that point it's like yo, I, I, it's weird now because I think as errors change, you can look at it. We was on Will Smith ass. <laughs> as oh, a, as a culture prior to the slap, we was on his ass. Like we caught that they was in an open relationship. Niggas was not trying to hear that your bitch was fucking another nigga in your house. We was on his ass, and you I, and that's your son friend. That's your son. Man. That would even made it worse. It's family pictures without you in the, and August is in them shits. 
You got singles made about it. It was bad. It was real public stuff, private. Because I saw a tweet the other day. They was like, let's not act like Will Smith wasn't fucking Margot Robbie. Yeah. Come on now. But not in public. <laughs> Pause, Big Willie style. <laughs> it was really just a demeanor where Jada did not give a fuck. She's like, this is our truth. We always going to live it. And Will was trying to save face. So they was obviously not on the same accord. If you read the book, there's plenty of instances that show they were not on the same accord. But I hope it's over. Like you said, I hope that they found peace. I know they said Will Smith was hurt and embarrassed by the situation. But hey, this is what happens. You can't never tell a nigga when to get over some shit. Chris Rock will be doing jokes about this shit forever. But then my man Marlon Wayans dropped a special too, though. And his special was about this situation, which made that shit even funnier. My boy was tweaking. It's called God Loves Me. It's on HBO Max. It's not a plug, but I'm a fan of Marlon Wayans, so I don't care. And essentially, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm cool with Chris. I'm cool with Will. I'm cool with Jada. And when that shit happened, the stars aligned in my life from different stories. And this is some of the shit that he said. Things about my brother Chris Rock. Either he is the strongest black man that God ever created. Or he is truly one bitch ass nigga. Cause this <laughs> nigga didn't even, he even act like he's gonna hit him back. He didn't do nothing this. You know I mean? He didn't put his hands up. I didn't see his little claws curl up. That nigga just took it and then complimented Will on the slap. My man Marlon was going in, but and you might think it might be in bad taste just off the first listen to that clip. But if you watch it, the way he ties everything together is worth the watch, and it was definitely funnier than Chris Rock special. So, what you thought? Did you see it? Uh, nope. I ain't gonna be keep it a buck. I, I I I appreciate Chris Rock. You know, he from Brooklyn. You feel me? I love everybody hates Chris the TV show. Stand up wise. He, it just didn't. He doesn't. He do it it doesn't perk my interest. You feel me? That's fair. Like the tambourine shit was cool. It was more, it was more OG storytelling than tambourine. It was like, yeah, nigga, y'all don't matter. As niggas, he told us we didn't matter four years ago, and we just started to listen to the message. <laughs> you did, feel me? So, like, I like, appreciate Dave Chappelle. You know, I appreciate you know comics like that. Like, I actually really love. I you know what I actually like? I don't know if you're familiar with comics like that, but I like comics who do a lot of um crowd control like niggas that interact with the crowds and shit so like um matt matt rife um andrew schultz um those type of comics i didn't think schultz was funny when i watched the special control huh i didn't think schultz was funny when i watched the special maybe i gotta watch it again maybe it just wasn't my my, my cup of tea uh, you know what i also also watch watch his go on his youtube and watch like his crowd control compilation then you're gonna really appreciate because like how he does shit on the fly and how he interact with the fans that shit is amazing but I mean, Chris Rock got the bag. You know, I love Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans, he can't do nothing. He can't do nothing bad in my eye. My nigga is the way he has transformed himself and made himself such a business person. And such, I just saw. I just saw the scene with him in in Bel Air when he, you know, he's playing the he's playing Will Smith's dad and how he just like this is the guy that people don't understand like the. He's a classic trajectory. Yeah, like the. This is the nigga that was on TV show and the Wayans brothers. And then he was like the fool, the cloud, you know. And for him to take these type of roles now and really show his acting chops, especially being fifty and older. Well, you know, he went to art high school and all of that shit. He's actually like a trained actor. He has some very good dramatic roles. So. Yeah, so I, I appreciate Marlon Wayans. You feel me? And he one of the hardest working niggas in in this industry. So 
You feel me? So I, I'll give you know a, a lot of New York legend. You know the vibes. But all right, man. You saw Creed three. I'm 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 hating because I didn't get to see it yet, and everybody's giving me rave reviews about this shit. So I'm hating. I'm jealous. What's your thoughts on on Creed three? Great addition to the Creed Rocky series. I think that I'm a movie snob. I'm not gonna lie. Like when I watch movies, I want the whole shebang. I think that them not having Rocky made it a different film it was a film about Adonis, which was pretty dope to see. But I feel like without Rocky, it became very linear. I enjoyed the development. Jonathan Majors, that's a fucking actor, bro. Like that man, right? My nigga about to play Scotty Scott. Uh, my nigga about to play Dennis, Dennis Robin. Yeah, but it's like that man can act. And I think I've watched only project of his I haven't seen. I haven't seen Ant Man yet. I'm waiting for that to go to Disney Plus. And I got to watch Devotion. It's been on my list to watch for like the last three months. I got to sit down and finally do that. But every time I see him, he brings a different character to life with so much value and so much efficiency. That it's like you believe he's that character. And I think like watching their press junk. I know we talked about the masculinity and shit earlier in last episode and shit. But I think just watching him is Paul. Like he's it's like he's a dope ass human. And I think that it comes through in his work, the authenticity of his character. And yes, he did he did watch Mike B, but it wasn't like it wasn't nine to six. It was like nine to seven point five, nine to eight in terms of acting skills. Mike B is one of those niggas. He a pretty nigga that can act. Mike Jonathan Majors is a nigga that can act. Period. Wait, can't, wait! I was upset that niggas thought he didn't deserve the star. Like this nigga hasn't been in the industry for over twenty years. Like we didn't we didn't see this nigga in the Wire, Friday Night Lights, in, in movies like that. Michael and B. Hardball. Michael B. Jordan has a list of film credits that mean shit to black people. Niggas will talk about Killmonger as a movie villain forever. If you saw Just Mercy, he brought that character to life in one of the most beautiful ways. The Creed series is probably my favorite series, like one of my favorite series. Like I bought the the fucking digital version. I'm going to buy Creed three when it comes out. Like Creed is one of my favorite things. It's partially the way he portrays Adonis. Adonis is like the storyline in, in Creed one. He's a he's a novice. He doesn't know what he's doing here. It's typical story, the growth storyline. Second one, he's trying to prove himself. The third one, he's past his prime physically, but he's a master of the art. And you see it in the anime sequences and his decision making. It becomes like now with all this power, are you able to you know make the right decisions? And you know it was one of those stories. What I will say. We need more of Damian Anderson. We need more of Drago. Hopefully that that's the sequel that they put together, Drago versus Damian Anderson. I think that they did short actually, 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 you know what he's going to do? I think they was talking about it. I just saw it on the, the news. They're creating a Creed verse where it could span into TV shows and side films they're as doing well. A Creed, so they're doing a Creed anime. You might anime. get your wish. They're doing a Creed anime. Because if you watch this, it's like, it's Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and Hajime no Ippo like, sequences that really bring Fire. it to life i just like i said i feel like plot wise there was space for them to give us an extra 15 minutes it's the shortest movie in the creed series a lot was packed into a little bit of time and you leave the theater wanting more just thinking like yo this was great visually it was appealing storyline was great but linear something that we've all seen before that's the only thing i would say like i needed an extra like 15 20 minutes maybe some more exposition on dame maybe you know they tried they, they set up his daughter to be the future star of the franchise which is dope Maybe more from Tessa Thompson. I feel like she kind of got cast aside in this joint. But that all said and done, like I give it a, a solid eight. And, uh, and also, I heard is a lot of people want a lot of project between Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. I think, you know, he said it. My, um, Jonathan Majors said it himself. They said it as Al Pacino and Robert De Niro. I, I, I could see that. They brother, like, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've seen a lot of their interviews and their press, press run. Like, Just the yeah. brotherhood between them. 
Yeah. Been beautiful, bro. Like, like pause. I've watched all the interviews, bro. Like I like. I I think it's like. Yeah. It's refreshing to even not, when they were staring at that ass. Yeah, Go on, I'm about to say that's some real brother <laughs> shit. I think it's important to portray black friendship in that way, and it's like sometimes because it's so unfamiliar to us seeing black straight, hopefully straight men go with the, having those kind of close <laughs> relations. I'll say this nigga's fucking. It's like, oh shit, this shit went left real quick. But I think just the fact that they are able to be that confident and comfortable with each other through one movie, and they're going to try to find ways to do even more movies, and like both of their stars are going to continue to elevate. And I think we're starting to see like a renaissance of pure black acting. I know the the UK bruvs have been kicking our ass in the acting thing recently, but. You got those two. You got Lakeith Stansfield. Um, there's a couple other guys out there that like are starting to bring it back for American actors. What's up? Uh, what we never talked about this, but what's your thoughts on um, Idris Elba on the whole not being labeled a black actor comment I, that he said? I agree with it in the stance of this. Do you want to be best, the best of the inferior? Or you don't want to be the best of the best, and I don't mean inferior like that. But I think that the the critical understanding of acting is that there is art and there's black art. There's acting and there's black acting. There's music and there's black music. And I think that while you want your work to speak to your people, I think it's also important to shatter color barriers and it's important to open doors by being considered the best. Like Denzel's not the best black actor, only he's probably one of the top actors in the world. You could put him in any role and, he's going to eat. And I 100% agree with you because, look, when we talk about Tom Cruise, when we talk about um, Leonardo DiCaprio, when we talk about some of these other actors, we don't say they're the best white actors. I do. What do we say? We say they're the best actors. Mm-hmm. It's only when it comes to us, we have to. And now, granted, now I do understand that because niggas don't give us our credit and niggas always try to diminish our our influence into culture. So I understand why we have to announce ourselves. But I had no problem with him saying that. Why he can't just be known as an actor? We know that he's black. <laughs> Ain't no escaping that. <laughs> you feel me? There's no escaping him being black at all. Yeah. You look at him, you see a black man. But why does he have to be labeled as a... And that's why I feel like that with certain, like, with the black movie. Like, yes, I support, you know, black-led movies. But it's like, think like a man. Why has it to be, oh, a black film, a black cast? Why can't it just be a great movie? You know what I mean? That's a fact. That's a fact. You want to. You want like. You want to be. I don't want to be a good black teacher. The best black teacher. I want to be the best teacher. I want to be the best photographer. I want to be the best father or the best husband. Like you know, it's those titles that you know. It's like it's uplifting, but it's putting you in a small category. Whereas you can be the best in whatever you do. And I think that as a people, that's what we got to strive for. Like it's great. I love to be the two B king of all the black two B movies and BET joints. But yo, like, <laughs> like you put me in some work with some real dudes. I want to be able to go toe to toe and show. Your mom be playing like baby boy. Like 3,000 times a year. You feel me? The residuals on that shit is amazing. What's next? What's next? <laughs> oh, now now we're on the topics of sports, man. J.J. Reddick versus Kendrick Perkins. You had this on the dock. Speak on it. Real quick, real quick. You don't got to go too crazy. But basically, J.J. Reddick called out a take that Kendrick Perkins had where he said that a majority of the media that votes for NBA MVP are white journalists. And that they will, it's so much easier to give a white player credit and media looks for white saviors in sports above, you know, just looking at black people and saying like, you know, how come Giannis never won three MVPs or LeBron never got three in a row or whatnot, but then Joker's getting his. Even though we all can see the eye test, Joker by a lot. I love Jim Embiid, but I think Joker is the MVP for a third straight year considering what he's doing efficiency wise and, you know, numbers, number one seed, he ticks every box. That has been traditionally- but to, for him to be a record breaking three times three straight, bro, bro, 
efficiency, impact. Like, what does he do? He's done it with no all-star teammates. He's done it with no all-defensive teammates. You put him on the court with five people and advanced metrics in the eye test, his team's home. That split last year, what was it? 240, a plus 240 when he's on the court versus a minus 320 or something when he's off the court or whatever. Like, guys aren't doing that anymore. And on top of that, from the center position, efficiency, triple-doubles, like not never losing a game this year when they have a triple-double. Last year, didn't have his two best players with him and still put up numbers. Like, bro, I love what Embiid is doing. Giannis missed a lot of games this year. Tatum starting to cool off and the Celtics starting to fall down the standings. Like, if you take the defensive part and you give Embiid a thing, but then you got to say, all right, what do they finish? If they're 1-1A one one and 1-B, one Embiid's going to be at best third or second in the Kiss Conference. Joel, I mean, Joker's going to be one. But it also led to the numbers. A lot of white sportscasters came at Kendrick Perkins and said he's this is a racist narrative. This isn't true. I just saw a stat that like Kendrick Perkins said eight out of every ten voters for MVP are white. That number is incorrect. In fact, it is six point eight rounded up because we like whole numbers. Seven out of every ten MVP voters is white. Which again, <laughs> that's not that great. <laughs> I'm about to say that's. T- but two things can be true. My fault. I'm starting to lose it. My my headache go from my ass. But. Two things can be true. Do it, does the NBA has it always look for a great white hope? Absolutely, but the sport is dominated by us, and sometimes that voter fatigue. We've heard about it every year. Granted, Joker passes the eye test, but at the same point, it's like, well, damn, niggas been doing crazy shit for years, and this is it. So, what's your thoughts? I mean, uh, it's like it. It kind of reminds me of the Steve Nash MVP over Shaq and Kobe. It is, yeah. I, like granted, yes, Steve Nash d- that time did amazing, and maybe he should like if he should he get some type of award that year. Of course, now MVP, yeah, fifteen and eleven. But I don't know. But you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to disengage from my original thought because you know what you know what plays a factor for why in my mind he does is what he does in the playoffs. But once again, this is a regular season award. So what he is doing in the regular season is amazing. So does he 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 does deserve the award and once you put the metric and the statistic for regular season. Now, is he to me the best player in the league? Nope. <laughs> no, not at all. But regular but season for stat reasons, is, is he the MVP? We could give it to him. Any other guy you take off their team. What are the what's the Bucks record without Giannis? Probably like nine and seven or something like that. If that is probably general. You see the Lake show though. But all that the Lake Show. You see my boy Anthony Davis. LeBron is out. He gonna come back. We, we making that run. We ninth place. Lake Show, baby. Fair enough. Fair enough. But then what else we got up here? Football. Oh no! Wait, wait. Before we go to football, quick, quick, quick. Little is is Zion? What I'm saying could be a bust. This nigga has not played half a season yet. He has only played a quarter season is what his third or fourth season. And now he's already been out on injury and then I did a checkup and now he's going to be out for an additional two weeks with a right hamstring strain. Are we just going to, what, what's the verdict on him? Because now he got the extension, but it's kind of like, bro, if a nigga only going to play a quarter of the games, what are we doing here? I mean, as of right now, when you got, Weapons like C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram and Trey Bryant. What's Trey? Trey what's the shooter they got? The six nine kid that was in the dunk contest. Trey oh, Murphy and uh, Ballin. Like they have a squad that can weather the storm. And Jose, right? shout out to him, Katie yeah. from New York. They are literally 
in what the playing right now. You tell me that. But Brandon Ingram just got injured. Oh shit! So. Well, you would know he's on your fantasy team. But <laughs> but um, I think it's, you can't call him a bust because when he's on the court, he produces. It's like early MB. You can't call him beat a bust because when he's on the court, he produces. He's a two time All Star. Um, when he's available, I think that the fear is that. His game and the way he plays is going to lead to constant injury. But if he can have get to that Embiid point where he gets his body in check and can play 50, 60 games a year and be ready for the playoffs, that's not a bust. 26 points a game, one of the most efficient scorers. You can't stop him going to the rim. That's not a bust. A bust is somebody who, Anthony Edwards, not Edwards, what's his name? The kid from? Anthony Bennett. Yeah, Anthony Bennett is a bust. And I I know a lot of it had to do. You start doing his shit in the G League though. You start well. He about to start busting ass in the G League. That's, he was the number one pick, bro. He's supposed to bust ass everywhere. <laughs> That's a bust in terms of like you never. Pan you think out. Brad Odin is a bust? Injuries, bro. You can't count that. I think when the injuries get involved, that's what I'm saying. We might might have to put him in that same category. He, we had we've seen him at his peak though. We've seen 25 and eight. We've seen two time All Star. Greg Odin didn't get a chance. He had one good season and then tore his knee up again. You feel me? Like that's a what if. We know what Zion is, and he has a jump shot. He has. I don't think he has a 15-year NBA career. I think he might, you know, he'll probably have, what do I want to say, like nine productive seasons and like three like injury-prone ones, more injury-prone ones, and be like, all right, I'm out of here in 12 to 14 years. But, hey, he's not a bust. But my whole thing about it is with so much of the medical technology compared to the past, these niggas are brittle as fuck because KD was just doing a, a regular – practice routine and nigga twist his ankle now he might be out for the rest of the season i'm just like yo what's going on because y'all niggas have load management which niggas been arguing about and niggas have better medical technology and y'all niggas is brutal as a motherfucker i mean but you gotta think this also coming up playing aau playing like fucking eight games in two days type shit your body is beat up by the time you get to the nba and then it's like once you start getting these all these rest days, how your muscles are getting stronger if you're taking all this rest. You feel me? Even when you work out, how many days are you supposed to really rest? You rush muscle groups, but you don't rush your whole body, right? This is a high mm-hmm. impact up and down cardio. You're jumping, you're leaping, all this other shit. Your body bound to break down, and it happens to the best. And I think that's why what Bron did it was so special. Until he got to the Lakers, he didn't really have massive injuries, you know. And even in that respect, it's kind of crazy. All right, now off the NBA news. Let's do a little quick roundabout on the NFL before we get to our song of the week. Man, Lamar Jackson got franchise tag. You feel me? A couple of people got franchise tag over this offseason. What's your thoughts on Lamar Jackson and what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens? It don't make sense. I think that it's like collusion because I'm like, he's a 26-year-old former MVP, and they basically it's not even the fact that they franchise tag. And they gave him the tag where he can negotiate with other teams. And other teams that need a quarterback said they're not trying to get him, which makes me feel like they're trying to reset the quarterback market and not trying to give a fully guaranteed four years to Lamar Jackson, which is crazy. Because they, they really hated that Deshaun Watson contract that he got, and they, they don't want to give him that money. And it's kind of like now, now they're coming with, oh, he doesn't have an agent. I'm like, what does that even matter? Because if he wants, because he wants to, um, apparently, two hundred thirty million. It doesn't matter if he has an agent or not. <laughs> you still got to pay that money that he wants. That's the number. <laughs> you feel me? So I don't understand that 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 notion of him having an agent is is stopping him from making a deal. Yeah, no, nah, that's definitely some bullshit. But I hope he gets his bread. I hope he gets it somewhere where they value him. He's ne- never had an elite wide receiver, cheapest wide receiver unit in the league. Like, come on, that's unnecessary. And he's still putting Jets, up 49 and 16. I'll take that. Jets, please. Like, yes, Aaron Rodgers might help us 
for like one year or two before he starts acting up again. Lamar Jackson, he, he likes to be in the trenches a little bit, but overall he's a good dude. He loves the kids. He's 26. We could build around him. And he, he can throw the ball. Despite what people try to put on him, he could throw the ball. And he can grow with our young receivers and really build a relationship where I don't think Aaron Rodgers would just be for the money. And also, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to handle that New York media once they start gaining his ass when he loses. So please, give up those two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, New York Jets, so I can probably wear my green jersey. All right, time for the song of the week. If you are listening to this on YouTube, please exit and go to your favorite streaming platform, whether that is Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever we are on there. And go listen to our song of the week. Or you go to our Apple Music Playlist and our Spotify Music Playlist, once I stop being lazy and create it, will be uploaded with our previous songs of the week. And check it out. What's your song of the week this week, brother? Uh, first song is Dende, Better Than Him. Here you go. I can't lie, I treat you better than him Nah, Don't fan for you, yeah, you better than this uh. Oh, I can't lie, I treat you better than him Falling for me is what you should've been did don't pamper you, yeah, you better than this No surprise, I'm just a better man If you were my baby, you wouldn't have to tell me nothing A day forever, you eating fresh flowers every That was Dende, better than him And next up That sounds like a vibe, I like that And the next up, we got Private Land and my Don Tolliver featuring Justin Bieber and Future I don't know why these hoes can't stand me I guess I'm too demanding When they hit a double coat, the candy I'm so high, no landing Keeping that clock, they're steady Rockin' this shit, confetti They all let it go on the telly They all wanna rub my belly I got my dogs out on poppin' I keep my candy She's super so good When the beach is sandy I got it in Yoko But it call me Randy Diamonds and Marcella AP Canary Yellow That's what I got for y'all this week What you got B? Alright I don't have no R&B songs this week I apologize I still got to cipher through All my R&B albums that I downloaded And I haven't had the chance But this one song is not particularly new It came out last year But it's you know when you listen to when you listen to your music on shuffle and then this one song comes on you forgot how fire it was, uh-huh. and this is the song that's been playing for a minute now for the last couple of days, straight from California. This is one take, Jake, featuring Mozzie. What you mad for? 
Wait, hold up. What's gonna tell this bitch up? Bitches throwing pussy, I ain't asked for. Being truck, I used to drive a rat for. God gave me this life, I ain't asked for. Everything I got paid cash for. Something like detention, I keep bad whores. All good vibes, what your nigga mad for? Said she pulling up, this gonna be a sad story. If the pussy worth it, I'ma pay it back for it. What you mad for? If the pussy worth it, I'ma pay it back for it. What you mad for? God gave me this life, I ain't asked for it. What you mad for? Ah, uh, nigga mad at me, I ain't make your bitch cheat. What you mad for? Hey, that was one take J. What you mad for? Shout out to him though. Uh, this is a new, you know, I got I gotta go down south real quick. You know, Georgia, Atlanta. You feel me? This is young nudie off his fresh album Gumbo, featuring 21 Savage, Peaches and Eggplant. They had sound when I hit your hoe. Be like this. It be like this. It be like this. I get behind your horn, then I be like this. I be like this. What you doing, Sean? Digging that pussy. Feed it back down. What are we doing? In your hoe. In your hoe. Front or back, turn the bladder D. Do the triple S when I'm in a free. Pull, pull, knock a hole to a knee. Beat her back down, bitch trying to ski. Bitch turn around, come suck the meat. Round for round, finna beat her till she sleep. Eat that pussy up, on appetite. Take her back a day like I'm on a G. Slow it down, baby, ride me like a Z. Double cub, you gon' ride me straight to sleep. Two hoes trying to fuck me while I'm geek. Blame it on the pill when she getting beat. Going hell, I'm on her when I give a D. Going home, but I gotta keep it pee. Gotta go home to a bloody street. Yeah, she gonna bump and bump and boom. She gonna make that booty move. I'm in that big got that horn. That was Young Nudie, Peaches, and Eggplant off his brand new album, Gumbo. Um, you know, once again, you can go to our Apple Music playlist to go listen to our previous song of the week. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick. Drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, what are you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. Morning, Tom. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. We have it here, man. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. First, we want to talk about the young Miami and her thoughts on marriage real quick. We got that video lined up. You want to play it real quick, Slick? No, I don't want to get married. I don't want to get married because I feel like men are not faithful. And if I can't marry, that means I'm giving my life away to you. So that means like, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. No, I don't want to. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts on her? This is, this, is some, this is someone who's recently came out and said that she is fully single and that the next man she's not going to share. Let's put that in context. What's your thoughts on this? What happened to that city? Girl, no, I just play. Um, <laughs> I think that it's a legitimate fear that people are have not said. I don't want to invalidate her point. I think that like yo, niggas be like, yo, I don't want to get married because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get dogged out. I think that's why a lot of we see a lot of this back and forth in terms of relationships, right? 
A lot of people don't want to mm-hmm. do that shit to commit because like, yo, I'm going to get hurt in the long run anyway type shit. And she a motherfucking city girl, you know? So I'm going to run these niggas for their checks because I don't want to really risk getting hurt. Which really what it come down to when you really think about it. All the fun and the trips and shit is lit because it's like I'm getting what I want. You getting pussy and you get to have a bad bitch on your arm. You getting what you want. But we ain't really got no no stake to it. You feel me? What you think? Oh, now... It is TSA, the taxes servant announcement. Do I want to be PC Brian? Do I want to be toxic Brian? Or do I potentially want to be red pill Brian? Pick, 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 pick one, slick. Toxic, let's go. Ha ha, you got peed on and now your ass is single. <laughs> Where we at with it? Wow. Where we at? Yeah, you asked for the toxicity. Toxic back. Okay? Look at all you girls over here. Couple years ago, hot girl summer, city girl summer. Over here, over here, you got JT over here with her her satanic boyfriend over here. You saw his eyes in the rolling loud clip. That nigga is the devil. I'm not I'm not dancing to just wanna rock anymore. That nigga is and then I just found out um, Luzi, um, Lil Uzi Vert, if you say it fast enough, it sounds like you're saying Lucifer. That nigga needs a whole fucking um, baptized holy water, <laughs> everything. So you have JT with that. Then you have Megan Thee Stallion, all submissive and quiet now with Party. And now you have over here, Carisha. I'm not even going to call you Young Miami. Carisha, Carisha, please. Your ass was over here hyping your relationship with Diddy. Over here fighting with her side with his side hoes. Nigga had a baby on you. Nigga, nigga had a baby on you. Nigga wasn't. Nigga had a lot of young things. Shout out to um Jade, her badass. And now you finally smarten up and realize you don't want to share nigga no more. What happened? What happened, mama? And I'm not. I don't mean to go too hard on you because I love your personality and I love Creature, the Creature Please Show. But this is more so directed towards the specific type of women that focus on the bag instead of a man's character. Look at you. Look at the character of men that you are dealing with. That's why you have such a fear of marriage. Southside, great producer. His character is not that great. Relationship-wise, his character in the street is pretty good. I heard solid things about his street character. But relationship character, not that great. Niggas that you have talked to has not been... Diddy has kept Cassidy on the sideline for years. Didn't, didn't impregnate her, didn't marry her. As soon as she left that nigga, she got pregnant and married. Is this the type of person that you thought was going to give you everything that you wanted? Like... With slick, am I bugging out over here? Because I know I got the, I got, I know I got, and I'm not talking about all women. I'm just talking about, like I said in earlier, the, these particular type of women that focus on the financial aspect. You know, them girls that be talking about, oh, how much your man needs to make? 100K, 250K, 650. You don't even think about the nigga's character, his integrity, what his morals like, what he wants. You just focus on stability, financial stability. You don't even focus on character stability. And now that shit got you so jaded that you have a perceived notion of men. Huh? And now you're jaded. What? And now you don't want to be men. And now you're single again, but you don't want to share your man. Now, how do you expect niggas to take you serious now that when they know that you was he did he play thing? Now, granted, 
she's an exception to regular girls because she's young Miami. She's the city girl. So all the niggas is going to want to attach the name to that because it comes with a certain name of clout. First of all, you diddy, you did the old thing. So a lot of niggas love, unfortunately, this is when I shit on niggas. A lot of niggas love to fuck behind other niggas. Let's get that out the way. You niggas is lame. You niggas is weird. This is when I'm shit on fellas for a little bit. A lot of niggas see a, a, a nigga have a girl. They be plotting. Some niggas might throw dirt in the game, throw salt on that nigga game to get them to break up and try to fuck the girl. Mind you, he doesn't really like the girl. He probably don't even want to be in a committed relationship. Just because that nigga had her, I want her. So niggas is lame for that. So you're going to run across a lot of niggas who just going to want to be with you because what? You was with Diddy and because of your name. So I can see why she jaded, but hey, this is what happens when you focus on the bag instead of a nigga's morals and character. Is that toxic enough? Yeah, yeah. That, that woke me up a little bit. Good shit, my nigga. <laughs> that was good? That was great. All right, all right. So let's get into some fun shit because I don't want to do the red pill too much because, you know, I don't want to subscribe to that mindset. And I realized, and I want to shout out to the ladies, actually, because Slick was saying this earlier, too. There's been a revolution on social media. You know how we always come here for the last 106 episodes talking about relationship and how women and these real unrealistic standards and, and you know, like I just said, now women are focused more on the financial aspect than the actual characters. There's been a revolution on all social media platforms of women who have common sense, who, who's 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 in tune with their femininity? We were supposed to talk about masculinity, but you know, time and all that. We'll talk about it in the Patreon on the next episode. But who's been in tune with their femininity? Who finds strength in their femininity that don't need to be alpha females? Who take pride in their femininity and they're making the stand in the social media platforms? And I want to shout out to you ladies over here preaching and showing women that. It's okay to be feminine and it's and you're strong in your femininity. You do not have to be masculine. You don't have to be taken out of your masculinity into your soft girl era because in your femininity there is power. So I want before we get into the fun topic, I want to shout out to you women over here who are combating some of these unrealistic standards and some of these bag chases out here. So shout out to you women out here on the social media platform over there. Real talk. Talk. Now, Slick, I just mm-hmm. saw this on the New Orleans Mall. Have you ever heard of a rose party? I just sent you the clip on Twitter, so you loaded load that clip up. Nah, I just realized. What is that? Yo, women, women really be having fun on the low. I thought women wasn't that fun when they do their sleepovers. You know, when you know when you think of of a sleepover, you think girls will be seeing here. You, you always thought girls was doing some freaky shit, but then girls telling you like, nah, they'd just be having emotional things, watching movies and laughing and crying together. But hey, some of these girls are having a rose party sleepover. Play the clip. So me and Yomi got invited into a rose party. What's a rose party, Damaris? A rose party <clears throat> is when, so there's a group of women. Why you shook your titties before you answered? <laughs> I was adjusting myself. Oh, okay, my bad. So a rose party, there's a group of women um, who all have, you guys know what the rose sex toy is, right? Oh, okay. Um, so we all have roses or whatever, and you hold it on your vagina, and whoever can go the longest without coming gets their pussy ate by the whole party. Who that room gonna stink? <laughs> cut, 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 cut it off! Cut it off! Cut it off! What's your take on the rose party slick? 
Girls just want to have fun. I ain't mad at it. I just want to know where y'all have it in that. And hey, can I join? Hey, and I, I mean, not join, but can I judge? <laughs> you ain't getting invited to that. That's girls only. Can I just be a fly on the wall? Like, yo, shorties, you see, like, this is, well, granted, guys can't do this. Like, yeah, you're nah. not about to have a circle jerk. <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> That's just nasty. But look what would be, yo, a rose party, son. That shit sound lit as hell. I, I subscribe to a girls only fan for that. <laughs> you know that's about to drop on all the time. Like you're about to see mad girls in circles with roses and trying to last each other out. And then the the the, the buffet afterwards is about to be crazy. Bro, imagine the, it was What if uh, your girl said she was trying to go to one of those? What you say? Is <sighs> your girl get her box by another girl cheating? Or her going to a rose party is that cheating? It's cheating if I can't do it. <laughs> You just if said, I can't fuck you, the girl. I'm about to say you just I'm about to say you can't go to your own rose party. Yeah, you can. This is gonna be a bunch of dick and silicone. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it, it ain't no fun if the homie can't have some. You feel me? Can can I witness this? You ain't know you ain't you not seeing shit, bro. Huh? You're not gonna be able to see nothing. You can't go. Then that's cheating then. Women cheat. <laughs> You cheated on me. If I can't have fun, if we can't share her together, sure. you know, shout out to the, you know, wait, hold on, shout out to the girls who out here be taking these girls down for, for them to break it down with, to share with, with your man. Shout out to your girls, you know, that go to the vacation, you know, you go find a little young thing out there, you know, you bring her back to the room for you and your man to bust her down. Shout out to y'all women out there. Y'all, y'all deserve, y'all deserve an Oscar, Grammy, a whole EGOT over here. This niggas is silly. You, you, what, what, now you, you in a relationship? What if your girl told you she wanted to do a rose party? Would you be down for it? Like you said, I gotta be able to see. That's the difference. That's the respect factor. I'm like, hold on, who gonna be there? The bad one. I'm you know coming. What? Now, if I can't see, I just want to see a, a IG of of who's gonna be there. Because now, if you got, if you got, is is a is stud or a dyke or bad term? I don't know. You studs. Studs rub they clip or they just put strap ons on and be having fun. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I've never, you feel me? I've like, never heard of a stud. I don't know. That disrespectful? Because cause if if if, if, if studs, I see a chick like young A May over there at the do, Rose do, do party, nah, shit not happening. Do studs dick take deals like hold on, wait a minute. Shit not happening. Cause now I'm a you know, you know about young A May. She be knocking on Johns now. So that's basically a nigga over there. Boy. So I'm gonna need I need a bunch of femmes. <laughs> I think that's the proper terminology. If I'm if I'm correct, I need a bunch of femmes over there, and that's who it allowed to be at the rose party for my shorty. That's fair. Now I came across this tweet, and it was it, it this tweet made me laugh though because this brings up a little question. Now there's gonna be a little TMI slick, and I'm gonna have to ask you. Mm-hmm. When when you when you participate. Like this guy said, shout out to Zoe God. I had pussy so good one time. Only all you heard was me in the video. <laughs> and this, <laughs> and this brought up a question. Uh-huh. As a man, do you moan when you have sex? Oh yeah. You know that's why I fucks with you because you keeps it real. Because a lot of these niggas be acting like they just grunt. <clears throat> Nigga, I be in her ear like YFM Lucci. Uh huh. What? <laughs> Whole love Stop songs. being scared to moan in your girl's ear, my nigga. No, that's offending. You gotta let you guys be real. Be in the moment. It's fine. What she gonna do? Tell? I don't give a fuck. 
what? I don't even care if I'm loud in that. And if he making a tape, I don't care if I'm loud in that motherfucker. You gonna hear me in the background like, oh shit. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like Keith Sweat. Nobody. Sorry, that's jokes. <laughs> I don't, why, why, why you think guys uh, have a fear of moaning and stuff like? And also, I, this also brings up a lot of topic. A lot of girls. I saw a lot of tweet of a girl saying like, anything that's done between a man and a woman. It's not gay. So this opens the door nope, of the nope, whole pegging situation. Nope, 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 nope. Outside of that German kissing, you <laughs> no, 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 that's gay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I give you so a lot of they said, they said that, yo. So she could, you know how you saw, you've been putting the finger on the girl's butt since you was 18. She said that, hey, she want to turn that favor. <laughs> better, uh, I don't know, nigga. She better DJ around it. That's all she get. <laughs> No penetration upon me. Tongue around the rim. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say above the rim, but no penetration upon me. <laughs> Yo, DJ, <laughs> boom! That's where you're going. You, so, so you say nah? Even though, even though it's just still between a man and woman, some stuff is still off the limits. It's all depends on your comfort level. Like if a nigga into it, nigga into it. But for this nigga over here, yeah, I'm good. Chill, chill, brethren. <laughs> Doing too much. Shout know. Shout out to Scissor though. That BBL. She had a great BBL. You That's saw that? Elite. You saw that video of her? Yeah, she elite. She elite. That's elite. Work. I, saw, I saw. I saw a tweet that said, "Asshole fat almost made me forgot about the train." <laughs> that ass. That ass. How many niggas was it? Was it three? I can forgive three. They said they would say there was eight. Oh shit! I forgive four of them. Now it's only four. Now I just gotta look at you like a little slutty. Oh man, I ain't gonna lie. You, I'm still, I'm still, you know, we have, you know, on that bingo card is the whole Kalani and says, I'm still on the Kalani wave, even though they, I ain't gonna lie, I should have bought this on the regular shit, but they was talking about how Kalani is not black, even though she is half black and she's not allowed to be saying oh, certain stuff that she's supposed to be saying. Black Leave my girl alone over here. You hear? Defend your she's queen. been down with the community. Defend your queen. You feel me? I'm gonna defend my queen, defend my honor. Once again, fellas. Don't be afraid to moan in your girl's ear. You feel me? Treat her like, you know, wife and Lucci. Who else? Who else? Who else niggas be out here singing that niggas can imitate? Um, or the R&B and Trey. Trey. You nigga, you better have that ugly cry. <laughs> Got that cripple shit. You feel me? <laughs> Don't be afraid. You feel me? Once again, you you with, you with a woman, my nigga. Let, you know, embrace your masculinity. Let her embrace her femininity. I think that's a great way to end it. Yes, sir. All right. Once again, please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you're any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at This Might Not Go Well at gmail.com. Once again, and I'm going to keep repeating it, please rate us five stars on all platforms, especially Apple and Spotify, and leave a review because that helps with the algorithms and that helps us grow. And also subscribe to our Patreon because we got some new shit on there. But once again, I'm the host with the most, Mr. Him Duncan, Hemi Turner, Hemi Neutron, Hemi Butler, Hemi Hendrix, Mr. Him Hemi like Beanie Man, B Breezy, aka Poppy Salazon. It's your boy Slick Grayson. Y'all be great. We'll see y'all soon. We out. Takao. Just, 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 just.
try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.